Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Speak over every eye, over every ear, Lord God, that, Father, we would just have, Lord God, just a fullness of, of revelation, Lord God, of what you're speaking to the church today. And, Lord, all that, Lord God, simply means we just want all that you have for us today. Lord God, and we just thank you for, just by your grace, we're going to receive it. Praise God. Amen. Um, over in First Peter, Pastor Brian's been, been teaching on just how, to, how practical ways to walk in greater glory. And, uh, and this is, uh, as the Lord started talking to me about this service, uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with that. It's something that, that we were kind of teaching on the other night in one of our second year classes. Uh, but... But it goes hand in hand with what he's been talking about as far as how, how do we, if we want to walk in greater glory, how do we actually choose to walk in that? What steps do we take? And so here in 1 Peter, um, in verse, uh, let's see, verse uh, 6, verse 6, and it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 is where I want to get to. Whom, having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, what does it say? Yet believing, we do what? You rejoice with joy, unspeakable or inexpressible, and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Praise God. <laughs> he says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. And he's talking about the Old Testament prophets. Going, As they were writing about the Messiah and about the grace and about the things that were coming, they were inquiring of the Lord when these things would be, how it would come, what was actually what they were even writing about. They didn't know what they were even writing about. They were just writing by the Spirit of God. In verse 11 it says, Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and then what? The glories that would follow. Praise God. The glories. It says verse 12, To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to who? To us. They were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. These, this is these things which, which angels desire to look into. That's cool. In other words, he's saying, you know, these prophets, are, they're prophesying of, of the glory that would come and of the grace of God. And they're going, we don't even know what this even means. But it says that it was revealed to them that they were not speaking of themselves, but unto us. Praise God. Amen. Speaking unto us of the glory that would follow. Speaking unto us. And it says these very things, this is the things which the angels desire to look into. The angels are sitting there, they're scratching their head going, what is all that? Because they don't get to experience the glory like we do. They don't get to experience the fullness of God like we do. They don't get to experience what it means to be a child of God like we do. Praise God. And they're looking into it. They're like, we don't even understand that at all. But praise God, it's for us. And so, like I said, just going back up where it says there in verse 8, it says, you rejoice with joy, unspeakable or inexpressible, and full of glory. 
And so, this is, like I said, Pastor Brian's been talking about just walking in greater glory, and, uh, and I just couldn't get away from joy. I mean, joy was just all over my heart as I, as I was preparing for this, and this is stuff that we were, we've been talking about in one of our classes in school, but if I want to walk in the fullness of glory, guess what I, also, I need to walk in? I need to walk in joy. I need to rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. If I want to walk in greater glory, I've got to walk in greater joy. And, uh, and praise God. We're gonna, that's what we're going to get into today real quickly is just the joy of the Lord and, and the glory of God. Now, um, we, we know that in, in Exodus chapter 33, I love Exodus 33 is when Moses is standing there before God and, and he's, he's talking to God about several things. And one of the things he says is, God, show me your glory. I want to see your glory. And I love this because if we're talking about the glory of God, what does it mean? You know, we, we, that's a churchy word, isn't it? It's just a church word. Right? <laughs> and it, it sounds really spiritual and really cool. But a lot of times people don't really even know what we mean. If we're act, actually wanting to walk in greater glory, what does it really mean? What is, what is a, a, a tangible definition of the glory of God? Um, well, in Exodus 33, we see Moses say, Lord, show me your glory. And at the same time, I look at that and I go, what did Moses already see? What had he already experienced? Because he had already seen, I understand what he saw. Up until that point in time, he saw the burning bush and God speaking to him. Up until that point in time, he'd seen the ten plagues you know, of, of Egypt. He'd seen God deliver his people in a mighty way. He'd seen, he'd seen uh, uh, God lead them out and every one of them healed in, 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 in a suddenly. You know what I'm talking about? And not one feeble among them. How do you do that with two million people and nobody's sick? You know, and he, and he sees he sees the wealth transfer of Egypt to Israel just like that, and he sees them walk out, and then he sees the 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 the, 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 the pillar of fire standing between them and the Pharaoh, and then he sees the Red Sea part, right? And he walks through on dry ground, praise God, and then he sees as they come across, he sees the the sea just swallow up their enemy, and they see their enemy die before them, and up until this point in time, he's seen all of that, and he's seen. The, the pillar lead them by day and by night. And he's seen God speaking to him out of the mountain. Ah, what has he seen? So much. But he goes, now I want to see your glory. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? All of that, all of those things he saw, most people in the church would love to see. Right? That's not his glory, though. That's the effects of his glory. That's not his glory. That's just the effects of it. I don't want to just see the effects of God. I want to see God. Right? I don't want to just see, you know, what it looks like when he's been there. I want to be with him. Right? <laughs> and, and so many times that we, we're, 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 we're looking at the glory of God. How are we defining the glory of God? Are we defining it just through some physical manifestation of his power, like, like what Moses had seen? Or are we actually defining it by him? By his presence? I don't, want to just, I don't want to just have his effects. I want, to, I want him. His, it, it means nothing to have wealth without him. That's right. right? It means nothing to have health without him. It means nothing to have you know, deliverance and victory if he's not here. Yeah. Man, I want him. It's the glory of God. You know, and so when, we, when we're talking about greater glory, what are we really talking about? And how do we gauge the glory of God? I don't want to gauge it just simply by deliverance and simply by healing. And I mean, praise God for all those things. Those are the promises of God. But his presence is the big deal. His presence is the only deal. Praise God. And so we're talking about the glory. We not, we, I don't want to, like I said, we don't want to settle for a demonstration of God or an expression of God. We just want God. Amen? Just God. And now over here in, in uh, Psalms chapter 16. 
we're going to go through you know, several familiar scriptures, I'm sure. But in, in Psalm 16, and in verse 11, oh man, he is so good. It says, verse 11, You will show me the path of life. And then what does it say? In your what? In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. Glory to God. His presence and joy go hand in hand. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, when we're talking, oh man, talking about the joy of the Lord, I, I, it's funny because when you're growing and you're, you're, you're seeking God and you're, 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 you know, you, God is working you through the processes of change and everything else, it's funny how quickly we can become very works-minded about almost everything. And, uh, and even when we're talking about joy, you know, when you're saying, you know, we just need more joy, you know, it's funny because people, even that, they'll look at it and they'll go, okay, that's one thing that I've got to do. This is another thing on my list. I've got to get more joy. Great. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, great, one more thing. Ugh, ah, uh, i got to get joy. It shouldn't be that way. Understand? <laughs> this thing should be fun. Joy makes this stuff fun. The yoke is easy and the burden is light. You understand when Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 11, when he said the yoke is easy, he goes, come, learn of me. And he goes, I'll, I'll give rest to your souls, and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take it upon you. When he, has, when he said that, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. Think about how much pressure he had on him. If he sinned one time, all of humanity goes to hell. That's kind of a lot of pressure, right? If he blows one little tiny thing, all of humanity goes to hell. He goes, eh, yoke is easy, burden is light. Praise God. Don't tell, us, don't tell me you got a lot of pressure on you. You don't got nothing compared to what Jesus had. And he said the yoke is easy and the burden is light. You know? And so we just need to understand, this is joy. Praise God. And this thing should be easy and light. And he goes, if it's not, you're doing it wrong. Amen. And sometimes we just need to lighten up. And we just need to be God's children. Amen. Children should have fun, right? Children should just have fun. That's their job is have fun. Praise God. I don't want you know, a five-year-old child to come up to me and start t- t- talking to me about how, how hard it is because they, they're thinking about when they have to do taxes when they're 18 years old. Right? That shouldn't be their problem. Right? I don't want them to come up to me and go, man, oh, I, I made sure that I took care of all my lights in my bedroom because the electric bill might be too high this month. I don't want them dealing with all that. They should just have fun. It doesn't mean they're not responsible. It just means they're fun. Right? And, and children, I mean, we're children of God, children of the Most High, and our Father is good. You know? And we should just have fun. You know? It, it requires joy to have fun, though. Praise God. Without joy, everything just gets hard. And it just becomes a job. And, uh, and uh, you know what? <laughs> God, God doesn't want employees. He wants children. Amen. Praise God. All the angels are in the employee class. We are not in the employee class. We're in the children class. Glory to God. But, uh, but now, so understand some of the benefits of joy. I mean, joy, of course, we know Nehemiah 8.10. Let's turn over there in case you don't know it. But Nehemiah 8.10. And... Uh, and, you know, one of the things that joy does, joy just frees us up from the circumstances around us. Because happiness and joy are two different things. Happiness is, tie, is a feeling that's usually pr- uh, produced by uh, the circumstance. Uh, but joy is a spiritual force. It says that joy is a fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so joy is a spiritual force. Happiness is usually tied to circumstance. But joy is tied to the never-changing uh, uh, Spirit of God. And if he's never changing, then my joy should never change. Praise God. 
And uh, now here it says in Nehemiah 8.10, of course, it says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And then he says what? Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. Praise God. Joy is strength to us. And when, when we actually begin to walk in greater joy, we walk in greater strength. And strength makes things easy. Right? If I, you know, I say this a lot, that, that it, it, your strength level is going to determine how easy things are in life. In, in other words, if, if, I, you know, like I said, if, if, if I'm not strong, then this monitor, would, this, this, this speaker here, would actually feel very, very heavy to me. And so even though you know, somebody else who might be, you know, like I said, a, a small child or something who doesn't have the muscular capacity yet, they might come up and have a real problem with this, lifting it up and doing stuff. But if you're strong, you come up and you lift it up and it's no big deal. And the speaker didn't change any. The weight of the monitor didn't change one bit. It's your strength level that changes. And so when your strength level changes, then life gets easy. Right? I don't need the circumstance to change. I just need my strength level to change. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God. Isn't that good? That the joy of the Lord actually allows me to, to walk in such a greater strength. Now, um, turn over to uh, Isaiah chapter 12. Man, I tell you, we're going to just access some joy today. Amen? I don't, I don't want to just talk about it. I want to actually access it. Glory to God. I just want to, there is an anointing and an impartation of joy available right now. And all we got to do is just draw it up. Amen? This is what it says here in Isaiah chapter 12. I love this. Verse 2. He says, verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 12, Behold, God is what? My salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah the Lord is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Verse 3, Therefore, with joy will you, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Man, I love that. That there, now, we were talking about this in class the other night, that that word um, well, actually it means, uh, it means rivers. It also means resources of satisfaction. That's a good one. It's not just talking about a stagnant well. It's talking about rivers. It's talking about springs or fountains is another word for it. But it's resources of satisfaction. And it says that, that with joy I draw from the wells of my salvation. Amen. How do I actually begin to draw from this thing that is called salvation? In, in, uh, uh, man, we, we need to do it with joy, though. It has to come with joy. If I don't use joy, I don't draw the water. Even though it's available. Even though it's there. It's kind of like, um, I, I was thinking about, um, man, uh, you know, all over this planet there are underground rivers. They just found one in the Sahara not too long ago, a huge underground river in the Sahara. Uh, there's one, uh, I don't know if you ever heard this guy, the name of this guy, Wally Spencer, I think is his name. And um, I heard about this guy a couple years ago, and then I was just looking it up online the other day just to make sure that I had my, my facts right from what I was remembering. Um, but he found a river un- underneath the desert in Nevada, and, uh, and he used to be a rocket scientist, and then he did some things anyway, but he, he went researching some things out. He found this river underneath the, the desert in Nevada, and he said that it's, a, it's about one and a half times the size of the Colorado. That's pretty big. And, uh, and here he's, he's, he says, he, the way he figures it, what he could tell just by scientific you know, calculation, is it probably comes from British Columbia. The whole time it's underground, and it comes all the way down through Nevada and then, and then out through California to the Pacific. But the thing is, he, and he's going, there's, there's more enough water there to irrigate that whole place. 
There's more than enough water to actually allow energy and everything else to come up. But he doesn't want the government to manipulate it or corrupt it, so he hasn't, he hasn't given the location of anything yet. And he's trying to, over the last couple of decades, 20 years or so, he's been trying to legally make it so that the government can't, you know, uh, basically, you know, come and corrupt things. And uh, he wants the people to actually get the benefit of it. But you understand, this guy's getting older. And, they, and the government's been trying to find it. They can't find it. But you understand that they're, it's still there. It's there, though. Right in the middle of the desert. I want you to see this. Right in the middle of the desert, you're standing there, and there's a river right under you. More water than you could ever, ever need. More resource than you could ever need. You understand what we have on the inside of us? It may not look like that on the surface, but guess what? We have it. We have it on, under the surface. We have it on the inside. We have rivers of living water, right? That's what we have. Glory to God. Rivers of living water. But what do we got to do? We got to draw it out. It doesn't do me any good underground. It doesn't do me one bit of good underground. That river can run and run and run and run, and I'm still living in a desert. But I got to draw it out. And how do I draw it out? What, what do I use to draw it out? I use joy to draw it out. Praise God. You understand? The river doesn't cause joy, joy actually accesses the river. Praise God. Just learning to draw this stuff up. It says, with joy, I draw from the wells of salvation. Understanding what happened when I, when I got saved. Understanding what happens in these things. Oh, man, I love this. Um, you know, it's, uh, I won't even get into that. Praise God. But let's go on to this, this something else. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17. <laughs> slow down, huh? You apparently haven't heard me that much if you're saying slow down. <laughs> Like I, I usually say, it's like, you know, you just got to learn to listen faster. That's all. <laughs> Praise God. But so just talking about the benefits of these things. Like I said, there's, it frees us from circumstance. It actually gives us strength. We actually learn to draw from the wells of our salvation. Man, what is it that happened when we got saved? It says, forget not all of his benefits. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I got to draw it up. Amen. What happened when I got saved? I didn't just go to heaven. He actually gives me everything in salvation. What we already read in 1 Peter, it says that, 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 that it's the end of our faith, the salvation of our souls. It's everything. Praise God. It's a package deal. So great is salvation. Proverbs chapter 17. Glory to God. Man, I'm, I just... Uh, glory to God. I'm excited. And uh, It says here, verse 22. Proverbs 17, verse 22. It says, a merry heart does good like what? Like a medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. (laughs) That's that's really aptly put, isn't it? It says that the merry heart, it does good like the medicine. And... uh, uh, it says in, in, um, in, verse, in the Amplified there, it says, A happy heart is, is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing. Isn't that good? It works healing. Something happens when you're actually having joy in your heart. It actually works healing. It actually allows things to get healed. It, it works like a medicine. Uh, over there in, in Proverbs chapter 15, let's go back a couple there. Proverbs chapter 15, and... Um, here it says basically the same thing in, in verse 13. Chapter 15, verse 13. It says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but, but, uh, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. And then notice what it says in verse 15. 15, 15. It says, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has what? A continual feast. I love that. 
Notice, what, uh, let me read that in the Amplified. If you could pull that up, that'd be good. It says, in the Amplified, it says, All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Man, isn't that good? Praise God. It's just a continual feast. You know, we need to understand what joy does. I mean, this is this merry heart. I remember uh, years ago, I was, uh, I, was, I was working in Tulsa, and I, I remember I was, I was actually wash, cleaning some windows at the church I worked at. And I was just talking to God about this, about the merry heart. And, uh, and, um, and it's because at that time in Tulsa there, we were having a lot of some revival meetings, and people were really getting involved with, with when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and holy laughter starts coming out of you. And I didn't know anything about all that, you know. I'd never been exposed to that. I didn't know anything about that. But, I, I, you know, I, you could see when things are happening. You know what I'm talking about. People's on the floor laughing for 45 minutes. Something's happening. You know, but I don't know anything about it, you know, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, and I'm, I'm meditating this verse. I'm like, Lord, you said that, that, that the merry heart does good like a medicine. Well, how does all this work and everything? And he reminded me of about two years earlier about a time when I was going through something emotionally. My heart, my, my emotions were just ripped apart, and uh, it was just devastating to me. And I, I had a few roommates, and me and two of my roommates, Darren and Jamie, we would usually uh, get together every night in Jamie's room about 10 o'clock to watch Star Trek The Next Generation. And, uh, <laughs> and kind of our little ritual, but we'd get together in his room. And, uh, and, we, and, and so about 10 o'clock, Jamie's room, me, Jamie, and Darren. And, uh, and every night, usually the same thing would happen. The Lord reminded me about this. He goes, you remember when this would happen? And I, I thought back, and every night, me and Jamie would end up on the ground laughing so hard, not because of anything, no, nothing funny going on. We just, something happens, and we just end up literally on the floor, holding our guts, crying, laughing. I mean, just for a good while, and Darren would be sitting there just watching us. <laughs> and it happened over and over and over again. And uh, we couldn't explain it. It wasn't like we felt the Holy Ghost or anything else. It was just, we would just end up on the floor laughing. And the Lord, he goes, you remember that? I go, yeah, I remember that. Well, during that time, like I, said, I was being ripped apart emotionally. Jamie had just, he was going through uh, uh, something too where he had just broken up with his fiance that he'd been involved with for years and years, and he was tore up emotionally. And the Lord just, and Darren, he wasn't going through anything. And, uh, and the Lord just showed me, he goes, if you remember that, he goes, I was healing you. God is big. I stood there with my squeegee in my hand, and I just began to cry. Because God is bigger than me. And he was giving me medicine. And I just love it. You understand, medicine you don't feel work on the inside of you, do you? You take it. But you don't sit there and go, yep, I believe that it's working into my liver right now. I can feel it. In... You don't feel what it's doing, but you feel the effects of it. But you don't feel it actually working on the inside of you. You just take it by faith, don't you? You take it trusting. And then you believe it's just going to work its way out. Glory to God. You understand, joy is like that. You have to begin to take joy. Right in the middle of the circumstance, you take joy. Right in the middle of it. You may not feel anything changing. You may not feel anything happening around you, but you just take joy, praise God. And with joy, you draw up the wells of salvation. And it actually causes you to have a continual feast. I love that. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Man, I love that. But notice what it says. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. In other words, if you continue thinking on those things and allow anxiety actually to be a part of your mind and your thought life, every day to you will be evil. But you can have every day be a continual feast. 
Just simply by having joy and the joy of the Lord being your strength. Oh, man, it's so good. Like I said, you know, I just don't want to be an Eeyore. Right? Amen. Who wants to be an Eeyore? You guys know who Eeyore is, don't you? You know, it's you know, Winnie the Pooh and the whole thing. He's always just like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, you know, he's always expecting something, you know, that, that is, is always going to just be turned out to, to the negative all the time. He's so negative. I don't want to be that. And, uh, and you know, here, it's, it's funny because when you're a child uh, and you have to take medicine, guess usually what your parents have to do? They've got to force it, right? Or what they do is they hide it in something, right? <laughs> You crush it up and you put it in some peanut butter or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? And um, that's what my mom used to do that all the time to me. And it wasn't because I didn't want to take it. I just couldn't swallow it. It was, it was hard for me to swallow pills when I was a kid. And so she'd have to find any way she could to get it into my body. And, um, and plus, obviously, some of the cough syrups and stuff. I don't know why they can't make top, cough syrup taste good. I mean, it is just foul. And I don't care how many different flavors they give you. It's still foul, covered up by a flavor. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, it's like either cherry fowl or orange fowl or strawberry fowl. And uh, it's just nasty. And I don't understand why we can't actually figure out a way to make cough syrup taste good. We can make, anyway. But anyway, whatever. Um, but the point of this is that, you know, when, when I was laughing in, 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 you know, with Jamie in, the, in that uh, upper room experience, and the bedroom was on the second floor, uh, but uh, when I was laughing with him, what God was doing was he was crushing it up and putting it in my peanut butter. Amen. Praise God. I didn't even know I was taking it. Glory to God. I'm watching Star Trek Next Generation. And, <laughs> and he's just crushing it up and putting it in there, you know. But you understand that when you become an adult, you shouldn't need to do that anymore. You understand, my mom doesn't have to force me to take medicine. I just take it, right? When you become an adult, you just take it, Right? Okay, so what I'm talking to is adults here, talking about the fact the joy of the Lord is something that I take. I actually just choose out of my own will, my own choice, my just knowing, you know what, right in the middle of negativity, I'm going to just take it, praise God. Amen. I don't need it crushed up in anything anymore. Just take it. Glory to God. Now, uh, but, so how do we access this joy? Let's turn over to a couple of verses here. Are we getting something today? Praise God. Uh, turn over to John, John 15. Man. It's joyful, amen? This is just joy unspeakable and full of glory. John 15. And I like this in, in verse uh, 11. Jesus is speaking. John 15, verse 11. It says, These things I have spoken to you. Praise God. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be what? Full. Full. Praise God. I love this. So here he's going, listen, there's something that happens when his word comes in me. When his word comes in me, joy comes in me. His joy comes in me. Praise God. It's not just my joy. It's his joy that comes in me and that allows joy to be full. But it goes to the word of God. Turn over to uh, Jeremiah 15. There's a lot of scriptures we could go through, but we're only going through a couple of them. And man, I tell you, I just... (laughs) Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. Oh, man, I love this verse. We were reading this one in class the other night, too. So good. Man, you know, what what does Paul say in Acts chapter 20? How am I going to finish my course? With joy. Praise God. That's how I finish my course. How are you going to finish your course? With joy. That's how it's going to be done. You can't finish it without joy. 
Praise God. That means you finish it with strength. I love that. If I finish it with joy, I finish it strong. I do not fall over the finish line of my life weak and, and in despair. I, I stride over the finish line in my life stronger than the day that I was born. Because we go from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Amen? But it's joyful. Jeremiah chapter 15 and uh, verse 16. It says, your words were found, and what did he do? And he ate them. Anyway, he took them in. It says, and your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Praise God. Amen. It's the, man, one of the keys to accessing joy is you're going to have to be in the word. The word is joy to me. The word is what comes in and actually gives me joy. I love this. And it gives me a reservoir of joy to draw from. It actually gives me a reservoir in my heart. If, if, you're, if all, all you're doing is allowing your eyes and your ears to, to feed on this world, this world is tied to anxiousness and fear and, and you know, all kinds of things that will not produce joy. But if I feed on the word, then I have a reservoir to draw from. If I'm going to draw from something, I need something to draw from. And that's it's the word of God on the inside of me. Amen? And so let's go on. Uh, so the first thing is the word of God. Um, okay, the next thing, of course, is... Uh, like it says, just turn back over to First Peter, where we started. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. I love the joy of the Lord. It's my strength. First Peter makes things easy. I tell you, if you focus on drawing, if just from the joy, you, just don't, you don't even bother with spending time being anxious about anything. Thoughts come, and you're like, I'm too busy drawing. Sorry. First Peter chapter 1. And uh, what we already read here, it says in verse 8, it says, Whom having not seen you love, though you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So the second thing I've got to do is I've got to believe something. Notice I don't see him, but I believe, right? I don't see him, but I believe. And because I believe, I can rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So I can't let my circumstances dictate things. I can't let my circumstances or my five senses tell me whether or not I have joy. Joy is part of my salvation. Joy is part, and I like what the very next verse say, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Oh, man, I tell you, I just, man, the joy of your salvation. You can't lose that joy of your salvation. I was talking to a gentleman, this was, oh, back... um, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, we were having some kind of pastor's meeting here in the auditorium of the church, and I started talking to this guy, I just met him, he was probably in his late 60s or so, maybe 70, and, uh, and I just asked him how he got saved. I love to hear how people get saved. And, uh, and I asked him how he got saved, and, uh, and he started talking to me, and he said, oh, it was back when I was, I think he was like 22 or something like that, he goes, oh, I was back, back when I was 22 years old, he starts telling me the story, and he begins just to weep. And I love it. And he goes, and then he apologizes, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, I go, oh, no, no, no. That's the joy of your salvation. That's the joy. You understand? I remember sitting in my car. I'm in Tulsa. I'm sitting in my car, and it's late at night, and I'm just talking to God, and I realized something just come on the inside of me, and I realized that I had lost the joy of my salvation. I lost it. And I just wept, and I repented. I'm like, Lord, uh, you know, just restore to me the joy of my salvation. It's, I mean, I know who I am, but I, I just don't know, you know, where this went, I just had let it slip. And, uh, and I'm just repenting and I'm weeping. And suddenly the Holy Spirit just comes up on the inside of me. And he brings it right back to me. And I remember with everything in me, before I was saved and after I was saved. 
I remember with everything in me what it felt like to actually give my heart to the Lord and just rejoice and know that now I am his and he is mine. And I said, Lord, man, don't ever let that, if I ever get dull, if I ever get, just, just do something. Send people in my path. Slap me. I don't care, but I don't want to lose it. Because it's the joy of my salvation. It's the end of my faith. It says, receiving the end of my faith, the salvation of my soul. It is joy. You understand, it's not about what, he, what he's going to do. It's about what he did. Because he did it all. Praise God. And so, you know, let, let's turn over to a couple of scriptures here. Praise God. Love the word. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah 61. Praise God. I'm not wearing you out, am I? Are you okay? Okay. Praise God. Isaiah 61. Verse 10. Ah, oh, praise God. It says, Isaiah 61, verse 10. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Now, that word rejoice, you know, it means to joy again, right? And in the Hebrew, it actually means to jump up, spin around, and shout. That's what it means. Praise God. This is not a mild-mannered word. He goes, I will greatly rejoice. I will greatly jump up, spin around, and shout <laughs> in the Lord. It says, my soul shall be what? Joyful in my God, for, this is why, he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Praise God. And as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Glory to God. This is the joy of my salvation. And we can't lose this. Turn over to to, uh, Habakkuk chapter 3. Or Habakkuk, however you want to say it. I'm sure he doesn't mind either way. Habakkuk chapter 3. And verse 17. Oh, amen. You know, there's just times, though, when you take that medicine, what you have to do, you know, just like if you take the Word of God and you're appropriating healing for your body, you don't pay attention to the symptoms in your body as far as you, you tell your symptoms to line up with the Word of God, right? That's what we do. And if we look at our finances and they don't look right, then, then we know what the Word says about, about God being the supplier of all of our needs. So we tell our money to line up with the Word of God, right? Well, you know what we have to do with our emotions? Tell them to line up with the Word of God. We've got to tell our feelings how to line up with the Word of God. We do it with our body. We do it with our money. We do it with all kinds of things. You need to do it with your feelings. You need to do it with your emotions. And say, no, no, I will bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. I will bless His holy name, and I will forget not all of His benefits. Praise God. But you've got to grab your soul by the scruff of its little neck and say, no, you don't get to feel that way right now. And this is what adults do. Praise God. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, it says, though, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, uh, it says, and the, yields, and, the, and the field yields no food, though the flock may be cut off from the, from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet, verse 18, praise God, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. Praise God. And then in verse 19 says, The Lord God is what? Is my strength. And he will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high hills. I love that. But notice he goes, No matter what I'm seeing, I choose to rejoice. And I choose to joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. It's just stirring it up. I mean, there's been times when I didn't know what to take joy in. I didn't have anything around me to rejoice in. I had nothing around me to thank God for. So I just begin with square one, my salvation. Glory to God. 
Joy in that. That's everything. Amen. That's the end of my faith, the salvation of my soul. And so I just begin there and everything else is good. Let's turn over to James chapter 1. We're going to wrap it up right here. Amen. How are we doing? We doing okay? James chapter 1. Amen. We believe and therefore, what does the word say? We believe and therefore we speak, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We believe and therefore we speak. It doesn't say we see and therefore we speak, or we feel and therefore we speak. It says we believe and therefore we speak. And so in James chapter 1, very familiar verse here, obviously, it says, verse 2, My brethren, what does it say? That's right. Count all joy. When? When do we do that? When you fall into various trials, <laughs> knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. Love it. He goes, count it all joy. And we were talking about this, uh, you know, um, the other night in class, how that word count, where it says count it all joy, it actually means to command with official authority. I love it. You command with official authority. In other words, you're not asking for joy, you're not requesting joy, you're not just saying, oh, Lord, give me joy. You're commanding joy in the situation. You're commanding it. You're commanding with official authority. The fact, no, no, I have authority in this situation, and therefore I command joy to be in charge of it. It's kind of like, you know, if you're, if you're the general in an army, you have official authority, you put anybody over any situation you want them to be over, right? If you want a certain colonel to come up and be over your infantry, you put him over the infantry. You want somebody else to be over your air force, you put him over there. Well, if you want joy to be in charge of the situation, you command it. I put joy in charge of this. Praise God. I put strength in charge of this. You know, and sometimes, though, people, like I said, their, their feelings are just running them so much that they'll, you know, something happens right in the middle of all these various trials and temptations, and they're, like, just so just devastated emotionally, and they'll be like, oh, I just, I just can't. I'm just, I, can't I, I just can't stir up joy. I just can't stir up joy because I'm just, too, I'm just too overcome by this stuff. Man, I understand being overcome. But that would be like saying I'm too sick to take medicine. Right? That's exactly what it would be like saying. Too sick to take medicine, can't do it. Well, that's pretty stinking hopeless. You know, and all we have to do, though, is understand, no, 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 what, did he save my soul? That's all I've got to do. That's all I've got to do is just remember one thing. Man, God is on the throne, and I'm going to heaven. Praise God. Glory to God. Oh, praise God. Remember, I told you that at that time. It's 2 a.m., and I'm walking down the road, and I got nothing. I have nothing. My car has been stolen. I have no money. I have bills to pay. I have nothing at all. No job, nothing. Walking down the road, 2 a.m., and I'm just thinking, Lord, okay. And I'm like, I don't know where. I, don't, I have no, nothing. I've got no prospects. I've got nothing to do. I'm just walking, you know. I got an apartment that I got to pay my rent on, but, you know. Anyway, and, uh, and I'm just, you know, all these trials, all these things are coming around me, uh, encompassing me, and I feel pretty overwhelmed. And, uh, and I'm, uh, how old I was, probably 19 at the time or something like this. Don't know anything. And, uh, and I'm walking, though, and it finally came to me. I'm like, well, if the very, very, very worst thing that could possibly happen happens is that I starve to death and die. Right? That's, 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 I don't know, then I go to heaven. And I just, I just begin rejoicing. Woo! Glory to God! Hallelujah! It's all good! <laughs> you know? Because it, the very worst thing that can happen is I go to heaven. And I just begin to rejoice. And I begin to allow joy to come up. And the wells of salvation to come up. And I begin to draw from those things. You know? And we, man, I tell you. We need to understand that every time a trial comes, the devil rolls the dice. 
he doesn't know if you're going to come out weaker or stronger because of it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know if you're going to back up in the situation and say, well, uh, I don't know how to handle this, or if you're going to stop leaning on your own resources and just draw from joy. Because if you draw from joy, then you end up stronger than you ever went in. He rolls the dice. Because I understand, every time, you know, I came out of that situation, and you understand, I didn't die, I didn't starve to death, obviously. I paid my bills, glory to God. God took care of everything. Praise God. But you know what happened at the end of that? I'm stronger. And so the, the, the thing that used to intimidate me doesn't intimidate me anymore. Been there, done that. Been on the road with nothing to do. Understand? Been there, and God was there with me. Glory to God. You don't need, you know, if, you're in the, if you're in the fiery furnace and Jesus is with you, you're good. You come out of the fiery furnace, you're not intimidated by fire anymore. Praise God. No, no, because you're drawn from the wells of salvation. And I tell you what, there's so much strength in this that any, every time the enemy rolls the dice, he goes, I don't know if you're going to end up weaker or stronger, but if I end up stronger, if I choose joy, if I actually stir it up and I begin to draw it up on the inside and I begin to get stronger in the Lord and the power of his might, then by the end of that thing, the devil doesn't even have that arsenal anymore against me. It's awesome. Praise God. But it's tied to joy. Amen? Amen? So as we end this, let's just go ahead and stand up and let's just access some joy. Praise God. Let's just stir it up. Just begin to just rehearse your victories. Praise God. Glory to God. Father, we worship you. Yes. Joy. 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 Unexpressible and full of glory. Joy. Joy. Joy, Lord God. The joy of my salvation. The joy of my salvation, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. We are free. Free from the circumstance. Free, Lord God. Just to be in joy, Lord God. Joy. 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 We draw from joy, Lord God. We joy in the Lord and the power of His might. We joy. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Joy. 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 Yes. Glory to God. Glory to be to His name. Glory be to His holy name. Yes! Joy! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! The continual feast! The continual feast! Praise God! Yes! Oh, praise the name of the Lord! Praise the name of the Lord! Praise the name of the Lord! Joy! Hallelujah! Joy! Hallelujah! Joy unspeakable and full of glory! Joy! Glory to God! Glory to your name! Oh, Father, I worship you! Praise God! You are good! You are good! You are good! You are good! Hallelujah! You are so good! Praise you, Jesus! You are so good! Glory to your name! Yes! Oh, praise the Lord! Oh, glory to his holy name! <laughs> praise you, Jesus! Glory to God! Ooh! Praise you, Jesus! Oh, Father, we worship you! Yes! I thank you. We have a continual feast, Lord God. We have a continual feast, Lord God. We go from strength to strength and from glory to glory, Lord God. Oh, praise God. We just thank you, Lord God. Yes, you are the God of our salvation, Lord God. And we rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Yes, joy, joy, joy. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we worship you. Oh, Father, right now we just choose that this day is the day you've made. And we will rejoice 
and we will be glad in it. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. I just thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise God. That we will, Lord God, to walk this out with joy. The yoke is easy and the burden is light. And I just thank you, Lord God, right now. Just begin to, Lord God, stir up the joy of our salvation as we go out today. Lord God. Oh, Lord God. And just allow us, Father, just to share the joy of the Lord with the people around us. Father God, just allowing us, Father God, to be conduits of that joy. Conduits of that joy. We take in your word. We choose to believe, Lord God. And we simply count it all joy. We command joy to be in charge of the situation. And we just thank you, Lord God, for it. In Jesus' holy name. Praise God. Glory to God. Well, those people, like, so we, we prayed the salvation prayer. Pastor Kelly, I'll meet you on the way out. We're just going to speak the blessing and be dismissed. And those people, if you need prayer for anything, anybody, we'll have a prayer team come on up. And then like, so those who, who had received the Lord earlier in, our, in our, just our altar time, I encourage you to come up and just let us know. But praise God, let's speak the blessing. Father, we thank you. Mm. Oh, we don't allow this, Lord God, just to leave as we walk through the doors, Lord God. We don't, Father God, want to just go back, Lord God, to, to where we've been. But, Father, we, we allow the impartation of joy. The impartation of joy, Lord God. Just, Father God, to come up and we draw with joy from the wells of salvation. We allow those rivers of living water to come up out of us. And we just thank you, Lord God, that we are strong in the Lord and the power of your might. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.